0: In English, we have the embarrassment of riches. We have a language that has perhaps as many as a quarter of a million words. It's maybe the largest lexicon of any language, which means that a lot of the times these great words we have at our disposal are forgotten because we have so many words at our disposal so we solicit folks to come online to wordwarriors.wayne.edu and to join us in nominating some of these lost or forgotten or underused words and then those go into the list which you can find there on our website And then the board makes an annual choice looking at some of the very best neglected words. And we bring those to you each year, along with our good New Year's best greetings, Pat.
1: Well, why don't we dive into the list? uh, Because it seems like a task that would be impossible
0: to overcome or... Insuperable. Now, there's a reason to bring a word back. Insuperable, something that's impossible to overcome. As you said, he never considered an obstacle insuperable. If a mountain were in his path, he'd simply learn to climb. Now, you could say, oh, that's impossible. That's hard to overcome. But doesn't it feel better to say insuperable? That brings us to another word on the list uh, that
1: uh, looks like it's, uh, uh, it means something bad, but uh, it's actually the opposite of what it sounds like. And if I'm pronouncing it right, it would be
0: eucatastrophe. Exactly right. That's J.R.R. R. Tolkien's invention. He took a couple of Greek roots, put them together, and came up with eucatastrophe a sudden or favorable resolution of events in the story a happy ending in other words especially one that gets a hero off the hook when it looks like nothing is going to be possible for him when he's headed toward doom. And if you're headed toward some of the blockbuster movies over the holiday period, you probably are going to see a u-catastrophe or two. (laughs) And probably a catastrophe (laughs) or two as well. One of those two as well.
1: (laughs) And uh, uh, now, sometimes uh, when these lists come out, people's feelings might get hurt uh, (laughs) if they're particularly brittle (laughs) or
0: fragile or... Or if they're frangible, uh, a little fragile. He picked up the fragile, frangible remains of the stained glass display, which promptly fell apart in his hands. Oh, that sounds bad. Uh, that's a sad one.
1: <laughs> um, now, here's a word I like. Uh, we, we often hear uh, people who are ill-mannered are uncouth, uh, the opposite of which, obviously, would be couth.
0: Exactly. Now, that's a really interesting word because it brings back into the present one of the roots of our English language, which starts as a Germanic language, makes its way to England, picks up some French uh, along the way, some Latin, some Greek. This gets us back to our roots, kuth. Cultured, refined, or well-mannered, the opposite, of course, of uncouth. Mm -hmm. Her couth delivery was a relief following the blithering performance of her predecessor. Someone whose couth might have a feeling of guilt or moral scruple
1: uh, if they uh, do something bad, or they may have no such guilt, or...
0: A a compunction. That is indeed a feeling of guilt or moral scruple, etc. He unleashed the flurry of tweets with no compunction about the bile he spewed.
1: (laughs) That could be anybody, really. We're not uh, picking on any one person here, necessarily.
0: (laughs) Anyone at all. Anyone at all. Here's one I like. Recondite. Exactly. That is, this is a subject or a knowledge that is little known, something that's abstruse. For example, he couldn't pass a history quiz to save his life, but the voracious reader was a repository of facts and recondite information
1: and the opposite of uh, factual and recondite information, uh, well, maybe not an opposite, Mm -hmm. but uh, uh, usually such information is important, uh,
0: then then there is that which has no value or importance or is. Nugatory. Now, here's another one that's good to bring back just because it's so much fun to say. You could say, yeah, that has no value. That's not important. Or you could say, that is nugatory. He rambled on for hours his big words, masking the nugatory contribution he made to the debate.:
1: Not to be confused with nougat, which often uh, finds its way into candy
0: bars. No uh, kinship there.
1: <laughs> bilious. There's a word I love. bilious.:
0: Now this is from the old theory that the temperament, our temperament individually, is controlled by the four humors, one of which is bile, uh, bilious meaning spiteful or bad-tempered. He was in a bilious mood, given that it was Monday morning and he hadn't yet had his coffee. I love my morning coffee, just Mm -hmm. like anyone else who
1: gets up as early as I do. Uh, And I also like driving along uh, Michigan's west coast, uh, where you go through Mm -hmm. a number of towns. uh, And this brings us to our
0: next word to describe those towns, which is? Literal. L-I-T-T-O-R-A-L. A A great word, as you pointed out, for us folks in Michigan because we have so much beautiful coastline. Literal, meaning relating or situated on the shore, relating to or situated on the shore of the sea or of a lake. We drove along Michigan's west coast, as you said, passing a variety of literal towns and villages.
1: And I've been through many of those Mm -hmm. literal towns, and they are Mm -hmm. literally picturesque, which sounds like the next word on the list, but means something different. Uh, Bring us to our final word.
0: This one is an example of how English is so good at borrowing words from other languages. In this case, Spanish picaresque, uh, which comes from the Spanish word for rogue relating to an episodic style of fiction dealing with the adventures of a rough and dishonest but also appealing hero, picaresque. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn is one of the most picaresque novels ever written. What fuels your passion in creating this list? Mm -hmm. I think what this is really about is making sure that the world is as interesting as possible. The more intelligent delightful, beautiful, charming ways we have to describe our experience, the more rich our experience becomes. And as I said, we have in the English language a vast riches of descriptive powers. But because we have so much riches in that, richness in that language, it's often easy to forget just how good the words are that we have at our disposal. So it's a passion for making the world look more beautiful, delightful, engaging, and descriptively accurate.